Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, welcome back to Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. I'm a journalist, interviewer, and the creator of the show, where we get to sit down, make a new friend, and meet some of the most innovative and creative forces shaping our world today. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that last week I was in New York City because my nonprofit that I co-founded with Joe Holder, who I know so many of you are fans of, is back in action again. This is the first event that we've been able to do post-COVID, so we are both so excited. It was so thrilling to put together, and it was just great to see everybody in person again. We've built such an incredible community of people that want to give back to their community as well, and that's always super fulfilling. The pop-up space that we did was in partnership with Dyson, who we love so much and has been such a big supporter of ours for a while. And it is essentially a concept that we came up with called Breathe Free. It is an initiative where we hope our community begins to learn more about the negative impacts of air quality in the cities that we're living in. So the community space was really a place where we invited people in to breathe free for a second. We had some incredible data on the walls for people to learn what the real issues are with air pollution around the country. And we also created ways for people to come in and relax a little bit, breathe free for themselves, and had some incredible vendors and artists that came in and shared their art or sold clothing and everything tied back to ways that you can live more sustainably to help our community and help our planet. So it was so incredible. We didn't expect the turnout that we got. And if you attended, I want to thank you guys personally for coming. I'm so excited for today's episode because one of the vendors that we had in the space is actually on the show today. Her name is Sarah Panton, and she is the founder of an incredible company called Vitruvi. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but indoor air quality can actually be five times worse than outdoor air quality, which I think is absolutely crazy. And something that Joe and I have learned through the work that we're doing with Dyson is that things like candles and incense actually can make the air quality in your home worse and contribute to the 5X situation that I just discussed. I love Vitruvi so much. I've been using it in my home. It's a company that sells essential oils and diffusers that aims not only to scent your home and allow you to set an intention, but it also helps you breathe cleaner air at the same time. It's non-toxic. It's just essential oils. And it really helped fill the void in this natural clean movement for home products. 
I loved talking to Sarah today and hearing about her mission, but I also loved hearing about the power of essential oils. There is so much in there about how we can hack our moods that I really think you guys will be interested in, especially if you're a student right now. I hope you guys love this episode and learn a lot. There is so much good information here about how we can help clean our air and be safer at home. If you guys haven't followed the show and you find yourself coming back and listening, take the time to follow us. And if you love the show, share it with your friends, share it on Instagram. I will always reshare as you guys were listening and probably slide in your DMs and say hi. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you all. Here's my friend, Sarah Panton. Hi, Sarah. Hello. I'm so, so, so excited to have you here. I'm a massive fan and just adore you and everything you're working on. So this is such a joy to have you here somewhat IRL. Oh, I feel the same. I've been following you for years and just love everything you're about. And congratulations on the 100 episodes. Thank and you. Just, yeah, it's been so incredible to watch your journey. I, Where are you right now? I'm in Los Angeles right now. Oh my yeah. God, we've crossed. No way. I know. That's why no. I was so sad. I was emailing you and you're like, I'm on my way to New York. I was like, I just landed in LA. So, oh. Uh. Well, I'm in New York right now. Um, This episode feels just so timely and so just serendipitous in all the best ways because I'm actually in New York right now doing a pop-up for System of Service, which is my nonprofit. And we are doing a collaboration that's all about air quality and encouraging our community to get involved in clean air action, which I know that you are so passionate about. And I know Mm -hmm. you guys are part of the pop-up too. So Mm -hmm. it just feels so great to have you here and to educate my listeners on it on a different level and a different platform. So thank you so much for being here and for also being involved in my this week, you guys listening now last week. Oh, no, I I thank you. I'm so honored to be a part of that. And just it's so beautiful what you are creating in that conversation around the importance of clean air is something I think we share. We share a passion for. I love to hear it. At the core of what you do is something that a lot of people aren't taking advantage of in their everyday life. So I would love to hear a little bit about your upbringing. You grew up in Canada, and I would love Mm -hmm. to hear a little bit about your introduction to using essential oils, because it wasn't a part of my upbringing, but I know you have a definitely intricate, interesting history with it. So I'd love to hear about it from your perspective. Yeah. So me and my co-founder, who's also my brother, uh, grew up on on a little farming community on an island off the coast of Vancouver. And our parents were super early adopters of the organic movement. So I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. Like we grew up getting produce from farms adjacent to where we live. And they were really interested in organic food and personal care. My interest in alternative medicine or essential oils actually began when I was experiencing some hormone changes around the age of 13 and started experiencing anxiety. And my mom, who was incredible, sent me to a naturopath and to a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. And part of that was using scent strategically in different parts of the day. Um, And so that carried on later in my life in university when I was starting to experience test anxiety again and created this study blend that I would smell while I was studying and then also use in a test environment and use the power of scent association to help with recall. So I was studying with a scent and then I would go into the test. I'd be nervous. I'd have my little roller with my scent and it would help kind of me get back in the zone of where I was. So that was my early introduction to the power of scent. And today you know, at Vitruvi, we believe in celebrating the power and the beauty of self-expression. And to me, scent is this beautiful, ethereal way of creating and taking up space in a room and presenting who you are, who you want to be, or what you're welcoming people to walk into. So 
that's the beginning and that's the end okay. of where we are. I wish you guys saw my face through all of that because I swear my jaw was like on this desk. Rewind. I need to hear all about this testing mechanism that is so interesting to me and something that I feel like a lot of people haven't utilized enough. So walk me through it. You would use the, uh, was there a certain essential oil that you were using during that period of time that helped with memory recall? Yeah. And it was, it was a, a product we sold for the first three years of the company and it was called our focus blend. It had a uh, lemongrass in it and peppermint and rosemary and scent is really powerful. And it, it triggers a part of the brain called the thalamus that helps create memory and the part of the brain that helps us understand memory before we're even conscious of it. So, you know, like if you smell an old cologne and it reminds me of an old boyfriend and you've got like a horrible feeling in your stomach and then you like can't, like you feel that before you can even figure out where it's coming from. That's the power of scent. It triggers this part of the brain before our conscious recall. And so hotels use scent. Um, we can use scent in our homes to help us feel familiar and create this idea of ritual and understanding in the spaces that we're in. So I use that while studying. And so scent association is a powerful tool that we can use to help create patterns and rituals and then also welcome people into a space. So was it something that you, because I know with essential oils, people use it differently. Was it something that you would diffuse through the room while you were studying? Was it something that I know a lot of people rub it on the, the inside of their arms, by their wrists? Was mm -hmm. that, how did you use it during that time? And then how did you bring it back up during testing? I'm sorry, I'm so fixated on this. I just oh, find that's it okay. fascinating. No, I love it. I haven't talked about this in a while. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure, by so, the way, there are, I, I know that my main audience is college students and I know that we're about to go through midterms oh, and really? probably finals okay. coming up. So I'm sure that this would be incredibly helpful for them to hear. Oh, yeah. So I, I, at that time, had it in a little rollerball that I'd made. Right. Um, and so this is like kind of discreet and then evolved it into diffusing it in my space. Um, and that's when the brand started and we started creating products to help put it in the air. But just a few dabs, I, it's like a nice way to have a sense of calmness and control, you know, and, and, and set the intention for what you're going into or set the intention for the space. I know also um, throughout the last, you know, two years of this pandemic, we've had to make our spaces do a lot for us. Totally. So if you're in a dorm room or if you're in a small apartment, you can change your space with aroma, it's like putting on a blend that you study to versus a blend that you have while you're doing yoga or in your dorm or while you're hosting friends. Um, so it's a nice way to change the space. That's incredible. What an amazing, I almost think that there's such a, a, a mental hack there. It's also just living intentionally, right? Right. Having that, making that choice. Okay, now I'm going to study. Now I'm going to put this blend on. You know, it helps create, create an intention for, for your, your room. I mean, I know you brought up the example earlier of like the old cologne of a boyfriend, but I often realize how, um, how often it comes up between my siblings and I, if we're somewhere and we smell something, oh my God, this smells like our old house. Or, oh my God, this smells like this one thing. It, it's amazing how it can really trigger such a visceral response. Yeah, it's, it's really powerful. And it is what brings us a sense of home in right. a lot of ways as well. And I also, I grew up loving fragrance and I would buy my, starting on my 13th birthday, I would buy myself a perfume every year for my birthday. And so I actually have this trunk of scents. I love scent. Wow. Basically forever. So the year my grandmother passed away, I bought Mark Jacobs Daisy because daisies were her favorite flower. And so every year I went through this androgynous phase and Calvin Klein one was what I was all about. And so right. I sort of have these scent chapters that have brought me through the years. And, and now it's part of my, part of my job. Ooh, as someone who just loves scents, I'd love to hear what you're wearing now. Like what's your everyday scent? 
Right now I am wearing Henry Rose. It's a clean perfume brand. And then I also use the Goop fragrances. Uh, I love number two. Yeah. I love that you bring up clean fragrance because I definitely think we're in a moment of clean, clean beauty, Mm -hmm. clean skincare, clean housekeeping products. But I don't think that that has really trickled into the way that we scent our homes yet. I think you know, even me, I'm I'm definitely someone who does this all the time. I go into my house, I light whatever candle that I end up having. And I don't actually think about the ramifications of that toxic air in my home. I actually did a panel two years ago as a part of this partnership that we're doing with Dyson this week. And one of the professionals on that panel was very, very adamant on letting the audience know how detrimental incense and candles can be to our home. And that in overuse of that, we can actually have worse air quality in our homes than we do outside living in major cities. I was absolutely blown away by this and also really inspired by the work that you and your brother do because you've definitely identified that void and gone with it. I'm wondering if there was a moment like that for you or a piece of knowledge that you've learned in your journey that you can share with our listeners that you feel is a pivotal piece of information for them to switch to clean fragrance? Mm-hmm. The The biggest piece for me was sort of what I was alluded to around the age of 13. And I was really struggling with hormone imbalances. Yes. Part of learning about that was looking at endocrine disruptors. So what are things in our environment that can kind of toy with our hormones? And between the ages of, I think, 13, and I don't know, I'm in my thirties now. It feels like I'm always on this hormonal understanding of Aren't what's we going all? on. Oh, right. we all? I feel like <laughs> every always... year, people are like, every seven years, your, your biology changes or whatever. I'm like, are you sure it's not every year? Because I'm currently <laughs> having the worst breakout on my skin of my life. So a hundred percent. That's why I'm like, I'm on year seven right now. Right. Definitely. And was last year too. So I started learning about endocrine disruptors and synthetic fragrance is part of that. So uh, the way that I have a background in chemistry, a lot of the way that those molecules look and bind and mimic hormone and disruptor hormones. So that was the first kind of light bulb moment for me. And going through that was so scary just to, for, you know, that's, it was scary. And this was a way that I can control my environment that helped me. That was, like you said, the lightning, like the light bulb moment when I started thinking about, you know, what's in my environment. You know, a lot of our customers discover us when they're about to have a baby Mm. or have just had a baby. And you start looking more holistically at your home and considering natural. And so I am not anti-candle, but definitely burning a, a really strong fragrance candle isn't the healthiest option for your family because you're taking out those chemicals and then putting them in the air and then heating them up. So we see, we see a lot of uh, behavior modification around that time in someone's life. Yeah. If you guys are listening right now and curious about this subject, I actually dove deep into this a couple of years ago because I was getting really bad migraines and wasn't sure why. And a friend of mine recommended that I look at my beauty regimen and see if there were any products in there that were fragranced. I actually use this great website called the Environmental Working Group, and they go through every single product and tell you if there are any endocrine disruptors in there. So if you guys are mm-hmm. interested about this topic, definitely something I would look into. Go, I think it's EWG.com. It was super helpful for me. But yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of people deal with that, and it's not something that we often share. Um, I think it's just something you either dig deep enough on the internet and find it, but it's definitely something that can mess up our day-to-day life. And it's pretty hidden. I sit um, on the committee for the Safe Cosmetics Group in in America. And 
it's hidden and yeah. they make it really hard to learn and they make it more complicated than it is. And so, yeah, that is a phenomenal resource. Yeah, definitely. It's something that was so helpful for me. But on that note of kind of hacking the way that we deal with products in our everyday life, I've really turned to looking at essential oils as ways to hack our moods. And I don't think, again, people are utilizing that enough. So I would love to hear a little bit about how, with your work in Vitruvi, you encourage or educate people on how they can actually hack their moods through scent. Because I don't think, you know, I said this the other day as I was talking about my Vitruvi, I was like, you know, for years, I never turned my house into a spa. Why? Like, why? I can easily turn this on, play some spa music and have a really relaxing ambiance. But instead, you know, before that, maybe I just like turned the TV on, kept the lights on right before I was going to bed and called it a day. But I really think that what you're doing is so integral to this way that we can really kind of brain hack our day-to-day life. I think space design is so important and the power of design in our environments can shift our moods and set the intention. The way that we think about it are a, a, a few ways. So one, I love this idea of creating a world. So when we come up with a blend, we want to help our our customer or the person that's purchasing it escape somewhere. So we come up with a mood or an experience. For example, sweet water. I wanted it to feel like you were walking on blades of wet grass with your shoes off. And so sweet water was like, okay, what does that what is that experience, that carefree, that like lightness when you have your shoes off and you're on sort of like dewy grass. So we started pulling in what that experience would feel like. And we work on creating a blend and pulling different ingredients and, and making that. And then we think about when we would want that person to use it. So is that on a weekend when you want to do laundry and feel light and free? Is that uh, how to start your day, kind of feeling grounded and in the earth? And then being intentional around when you choose scents. Um, and different parts of the day that you want them. So for example, our nightcap blend was inspired by the sexiness of like a nightcap in a dark mood room. Using that every evening can help the brain kind of get into a routine and to know that it's this next phase. I think our culture in North America has lost a lot of that sense of ritual. And so scent is this really powerful and beautiful way to create some routine. The brain is inherently lazy and it loves anything that is a pattern or familiar. It's why we walk the same way to work. We order generally the same thing for lunch. We like to immediate risk. So scent is this way of helping our brain understand different parts of the day. Um, And we like to do that in an artful way through beautifully complex aromas. I think we all talk about a morning routine. We talk, how many times have you gotten asked as an entrepreneur, what's your morning routine? (laughs) Yes, I have a lot. How many times have you got asked, what's your nighttime routine? Uh, Less frequent. And it's something that I have been thinking about so often as I've been using my Vitruvi because my favorite smell is the sleep. It's this like, is it? it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's this beautiful lavender scent and it has totally changed the way that I go to sleep every night. I walk into my room. I will usually turn like my lamp on. I'll turn all my lights off and just kind of create more of a dim setting. I'll turn my Vitruvi on, get in bed, maybe read something. And it made me realize that we don't have, I don't have a going to bed routine. Sure, I'll wash my face, brush my teeth, do all that. But, you know, we always talk about this, like, oh, I make my coffee, I journal, I do all these things. But how do we come down from a day as well and also give ourselves that time and space? Mm-hmm. That, make, that makes me so happy to hear. Another way you can elevate that is getting a sl- slightly ahead of it. So usually an hour before going to bed, I love to put uh, Vitruvi on in my bedroom and then close the door if you have a door. Ah. And the act of putting it on an hour before sets a routine. 
to, you know, it's, we're starting our wind down. And then from there, whether you're getting your kids to bed or washing your face or brushing your teeth or finishing your last emails, you've, you've made the first step in saying, okay, I'm about to wind down. Then over that next hour, your room is filled with this beautiful aroma. And I love to get everything done, um, you know, face wash, do, do a mask, do a bath if you can, you know, find those small, like you said, spa moments in your day, even on a Wednesday. And then when you walk into your bedroom, the scent greets you and it's a reminder of the intention you set. Um, and then try to do as little as possible once you get into bed, except sleep. Totally. I, I really, really, I'm like going to stand on the street now with a sign that says, have a come down routine, have a yes. sleep time routine. I have sort of a ridiculous one. I'm like super into putting my legs up. I don't know if you, I do the same thing. I, and I, legs I up used on the wall. to try to, I, legs up on the wall. I used to try to do it throughout the day. I would often, if you walk past my office, I would be lying on the ground, taking my calls with my legs at the wall. Um, it's kind and, of like hanging upside down. I know a lot, like a lot of, you see a lot of entrepreneurs like hanging upside down in their office or telling you to like get the blood flow. But like, I yeah. honestly, I get a lot of leg pain when I don't. I grew up dancing mm-hmm. and I can like feel oh, really? the cramping sometimes if I don't put my legs up like once a day. And I don't mean like just putting them up on a chair, like upside down, guys, like reverse yes. the blood flow. <laughs> For sure. We should, we should do this together one we day. Should, yeah. I'm going to call you. We're our, gonna, our I'm going to turn over to you need to make up a true recent. That's legs up. Legs up. Let's do it together. I would love I'm that. So, I'm so here for it. Let's do oh it. Oh my God, okay. guys. Are you listening to the beginning of a Vitruvi collab? Amazing. <laughs> this is huge. I can see I can see the campaign. A lot of great shoes. Um, yes. <laughs> Freaking out. Freaking uh, out. I'm curious to hear as someone who is like a professional essential oils person, are there other essential oils that you actually use during the day that have been really helpful for you? Mm-hmm. I love bergamot. I use bergamot and cedarwood every day. It's one of my favorite scents to have diffusing while I work. I also use lavender as a blemish spot treatment. It's like a more gentle version of a tea tree oil. So it has the same antimicrobial antibacterial properties as tea tree, but it's more gentle on your skin. Tea tree can kind of burn your skin and it's yep, great to I've use at night because it's also calming. So that's a good one. Lavender right on your skin. I, yeah, you can put a little bit of, um, you know, like a serum or olive oil or whatever hydrator you use just as a little spot treatment. And then I also love, uh, geranium. I think it's just, it's beautiful. And apparently Cleopatra used it. If it's good enough for her, it's good good enough for me. me. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And I also have a book with like over 200 recipes of different ways to use essential oils called essential well-being. So if you need some DIY, ideas for beauty body or home rituals with essential oils. I did a lot of experimenting to make that book. (laughs) A lot of late night uh, hair mask tutorials. (laughs) In the scent kitchen. I love that. Yes, exactly. I'm curious to hear, and this is something that I love to ask people who have been ahead of the game in pioneering clean beauty, clean healthcare, whatever it is in the clean space. It's definitely something that has come up in the past few years, but I would say that it's still relatively recent. And I still think we do get a lot of pushback or people feel really lazy about it. As an entrepreneur who has really brought this to the forefront of the scent world, I would love to hear your journey a little bit in advocating for for using these clean products. If you've ever really had any pushback, I would love to hear about your experience in advocating for something new and slightly controversial for its time. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was, but it was a lot of educating. Like you said, it was a lot of sharing about the importance of this and also designing products that make it more accessible. 
So before, before Vitruvi, uh, a lot of essential oil products or diffusers were something, you know, some people use, but then they would kind of hide away. And part of our core values of design is to have products that people feel proud to have on their desk, in their living room, on their bedside. And so when you can create design that makes it approachable or aspirational, it also helps with the, I don't want to say convincing story, but the ability for like uptake. Um, and so we positioned ourselves kind of sneakily as design first and then kind of told the story of natural after. And that's how we've been able to make some big strides, both in retail um, and in press and PR and partnerships is making things that are beautiful and good for you. I really, really love hearing about that. I think that that mm -hmm. tactic is so smart to be like, how can we almost trick the consumer to do something that's good for them? So maybe it's not necessarily tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say more like show, don't tell. Right. And so it's like show, show how this works, show how it elevates the space. And then, oh, by the way, it's also great for you. Oh, by the way, it's a natural alternative. And yeah, I mean, our next chapter is we have three new categories launching next year. Wow. And so to your point, I'm still learning about those categories and those product lines that we're creating for them. And it involves a crazy crazy curiosity about our customer and our community. And so I love, I, I do calls with our customers every month that our customer experience team sets up. And this is just genuine curiosity. Yeah. I believe we can learn so much more than our community um, than we're able to teach them. And so I, I think that really a genuine curiosity is what got our company to here. And I think it is what will continue to help us grow as we expand into new categories of product innovation. There was a tweet that I saw the other day that I could not have favorited and liked quicker. It was that the symbol of an incredible entrepreneur is optimism and curiosity. And really? I definitely feel like that rings true with everything you just said and the success of Vitruvi. I loved hearing earlier that you are really, really curious and excited to work with your customers and hear their feedback. I would love to hear how much of that goes into the research and compilation of new scents. Oh, so much. Uh, and in the hardware design. Um, so I love getting feedback on what blends are selling the most and also what gets returned the most um, so that we can understand, you know, are we not explaining the scent the correct way? It's a really interesting puzzle to solve wow. is selling aroma online. Yeah. And so I learned just as much from the good and the bad. But yeah, for, for people starting a company, I think that genuine curiosity is so important and you can never get rid of it. Um, I think it's important to start with a, an understanding or concept of who you're creating a product for, and then to be very open to changing it. When we first launched the trivia, it was actually for men. Uh, and that's how it was positioned. And our first press was in details in GQ magazine. And then very quickly, I understood who was leading the natural movement and, and what products and who was actually buying it. So yes. just having that journey and that curiosity to, you know, your product and your community that purchases it will really end up determining where you go. A really strong thread that I've seen through so many different entrepreneurs on this show, especially product builders, is that being malleable is the most important thing you can possibly do. Yeah. And, and I think that it's so important to also not just hear the good feedback, to ask for constructive feedback and that from your teammates, from customers, and just to be okay with that. You know, your sense of self isn't tied to good or bad in product design. It's the intention and the excellence that you strive to create. And so that, that learning happens through constructive feedback as well. So I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are questioning where they begin with this. 
I know you guys are big on creating scent profiles. You even have the option on your website to be able to go in there, talk to someone one-on-one and be able to scent your space. Where do you recommend people go first when they're getting into the scent space? So it's completely based on your preference, which is what I love about our products. And so no, no scent fits all. And that's my favorite part about meeting someone is I've gotten actually quite good over the years of like meeting someone and then thinking about what scent they probably like. And I'm, I'm usually right. Oh right she's, like the, the she's like the scent guru. I, yes. Uh, so that, that's a really fun part of my job. But I would say to start, it's very low risk and you can't mess it up. And so there's two things. We have our essentials uh, beginner pack that has some of our top performing single origin oils. So that being like lavender, eucalyptus, grapefruit, spruce. That's a nice way to understand what different scent profile you like, whether that be floral, citrus, herbal, or woodsy. And then we also have little blend kits that have small five milliliter bottles. And I would say just get one or two, start smelling them, and then decide what you like. It's just like creating sort of like your bespoke scent for your personal fragrance. And I love to change that seasonally. I love to change my home fragrance seasonally or throughout the day. And so just start experimenting. And you can also find a ton of blending ideas on our website and on our Instagram. We call them diffuser cocktails. And it is just like building a cocktail and they all have like a fun story and there's different ways of blending our oils. So you can't mess it up. If you don't like the way it smells, you can dump it out of your diffuser and start over. We've priced it so that it can be experimental, accessible, fun, easy. And it's just this beautiful way to take up space in your home or set an intention for guests coming over and also to uh, change your mood. It has been so lovely to have you on the show today. I really, really appreciate your mission so much and what you guys are doing. And I'm so happy to be connected. I'm so happy to share this mission with everybody listening. I think it's something that people really need to hear more about and know more about. This idea of being able to set an intention for your day through scent, to be able to kind of hack your moods a little bit, but to also really clean the air in your home and not be making it worse than it already is, especially for those living in cities. I think that that idea is something that we really need to get out there more. And I'm really appreciative of the work that you do again. Thank you so much. That means, that means so much. And if, if anyone even just gets a small piece out of this, it's that, you know, having beautiful air in your home as a vehicle of self-expression, sometimes it's just the reminder you need to take a deep breath. And I think we all could use a nice deep breath at least once during the day. There's nothing that I could say to close this show on a better note. (laughs) Thanks guys. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.